everybody. Welcome back to The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns, and this week we have Rachel Foreman on to talk about being known in the wilderness. Can't wait to dive into that. We'll be back. Hey, friends. Listen, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? I didn't realize until I was like an adult that it wasn't normal for everyone on Thanksgiving to have a full four-course Italian meal before their turkey. Um, Literally growing up, our day was just an eating, like a scheduled eating. So we started with a full Italian meal. I'm talking pasta. I'm talking meatballs, sausage, bread, salad, and and antipasta. And then American Thanksgiving meal. Like, is this healthy? No. Was it incredible? Yes. Um, This is how I grew up, and I did not realize that was not a normal thing. But apparently not all of you have experienced the great joy of being Italian at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, What are your traditions? I'd love to hear about them. For me, we are not doing that as much now in my own home just because it is so much food. But I treasure my memories of lasagna and meatballs on Thanksgiving. What are you doing tomorrow for Thanksgiving? Let me know. And we'll be right back. Welcome back, friends, and help me welcome Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hello. (laughs) So Rachel and I have known each other, what's a little scary, for like 20 years. I think so. That's a little crazy. Um, Rachel, I know you, but tell everybody a 30-second blurb about you. Who are you? Who am I? That's a good question. Um, I am a mom of soon-to-be four. Oh, my goodness. A new homeschool mom just this year, so we're tackling all that that entails. I've been a worship pastor's wife for all of our married life, so that's Mm 17-plus years as well, and a worshiper, and Um, yeah. We should note uh, cat mom. Cat mom. On this podcast, Rachel, we are highly Truly. pet friendly. We we talk to everyone about their pets. So give us a quick synopsis. What's going on in your house pet wise? Well, Elvis, our cat, who is larger than both of our dogs. <laughs> I've always been a cat person. It's a true story. Something about moving back to Florida made me a dog. Per- I don't know. <laughs> so now we've got two dogs and that's yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but who like of the three is the pack leader? Oh, yeah, for sure, Elvis. Yeah, the cat. He's he, he does. He runs the place. So, <laughs> you know, everyone listening to this podcast, this is not a surprise here. You, you know what to expect. <laughs> We're pet friendly. We want to hear about your pets. We want to hear about everybody's pets. Well, Rachel, tell us what you spoke about in your session at the Known Conference. What was it called? What did you talk about? My session was called Known in the Wilderness, which really was it was a heart hmm. um, a heart sharing for me just because of everything that we walked through, Andy and I, my husband, um, with our firstborn um, for the first 10 years of our marriage. And so Known in the Wilderness was my journey with the Lord um, and realizing that knowing him 
needed to be and had to be intentionally placed in that top priority mm. spot in my life um, intentionally. Nothing, um, even, again, our son who was born with many special needs, um, we spent a lot of time searching for answers. Mm. And kind of the biggest sort of aha moment with this known in the wilderness was that knowing the Lord was more important than knowing the answers. He asked me that one evening Hmm. as I was really struggling saying, you've given us this child to take care of. I don't know what to do. And Hmm. he showed me just kind of as we had been searching Hmm. for those answers that even though it was a good thing, well, what is an idol? Like an idol is any good thing that's just hmm. out of priority um, and not in the right spot. So knowing the answers became an idol, hmm. even though it was a good thing. That's good. Um, Would you so. say it almost like maybe knowing, not knowing the answers, but knowing the one who knows the answers? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, for those listening, some of us have been in a church our whole lives. Yeah. Uh, some haven't. What, when we say the term the wilderness, like what does that mean? That could look different for everybody, right? The wilderness is any unknown place, any unknown place where you find yourself feeling like lonely and alone. I talked mm. a little, we talked about that a little bit and just like, we are never alone, right. but feeling lonely right. is a real feeling. Yeah. And so the wilderness is any place where, you know, for us it was, we weren't getting answers to anything. Yeah. I knew no one else that was walking in a similar situation as we were. Yes. And so there was no one else to, I mean, everyone was mm. loving and we had a great support system. We had great yeah. friends. We had great family. We had a great church family. And, um, but just that next level of like really, really yes. like getting it mm. and getting what every day meant. Um, and that's, that's what drove me closer to the Lord, right? Those hard situations, they either, like, we either turn from him and say, how dare you? Or we say, only you, God. Wow. So Um, I love that. If, you know, I think a lot of people have gone through hard times and gotten stuck there. So meaning they, you know, something happened in life that they cannot sort of reconcile with a God that's supposed to be good. And you and I have both walked through times like that. Like, what do you say to somebody listening today who says, that's me? I mean, I know of God. I know I'm supposed to love him. I even do love him, but I can't reconcile that he's good because of what he allowed me to work through. I mean, these are very light, gentle questions mm. I'm throwing at you today. <laughs> Nothing major. We should have talked about the cat more. Um, no, but what would you say to that person? Because I've been that person. You've mm. been that person. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile when we sing, you're a good, good father? Like, what does that mean? Do you believe it? You know? Yeah. And I wrestled. I, I mean, the first thing I would say is the permission to wrestle, right? Mm, Jacob wrestled. Good. Like, and it's, it's, permission to wrestle with that with the Lord and say, I, there are answers that I will not even know the side of heaven and knowing him, um, in the midst of all of that, that place where you have to say, no matter what, like, again, you are my priority. Yes. And even though, so, and you are a good father. So back to, you are a good father. Going back to who is God. God is good. Some of the whole, the whole 
perspective of the wilderness, right, is really reshaping our thoughts and our focus and seeing the wilderness not as a place Hmm. that has been like you are purposefully in isolation, but it is for preparation. And whenever I started seeing this place of wilderness, like it was, it was time that wow, I was home. I didn't have a choice, but I was home. What was I doing with that time? I could seek the Lord and I could get to know him more. Um, what are you doing then? I lost my train of thought for one second. No, it's okay. It Pregnancy You're... brain here. Oh, yes. We, we, did we mention <laughs> that? That you are with child? The fourth, my fourth, yes, <laughs> which is a whole nother podcast or whatever, in and of itself. But, also, this is G-rated um, podcast. We're not really talking about like, you know, the process of that. We're just talking about... <laughs> You being here. No, I I think what you're saying too is, here's the thing. I think people think of goodness through our lens of goodness. And, you know, for me, say losing a child or or going through cancer, Mm -hmm. like coming back to like, first of all, always his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Yes. So that, but I I mean, literally having to get to the point one day where I said, God, I don't understand you, Mm -hmm. but I trust you. Mm -hmm. And that's, hard. And we talk about all of this through the lens of known. Well, I may not have answers like you're saying, but I know that someone knows. There is a level of comfort in that, I think, because you say he knows (laughs) his ways are there and I'm trusting in a God who at least does have the answers. That's hard. And that's I mean, even people listening who 2020 was just a hard year. People don't understand that may have felt like a wilderness, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, what do you think practically? I mean, because we're going to talk about the spirit. We have sort of talked about the spiritual ideas of this, but what were there practical things that helped you stay alive, stay thriving, stay close to God in those times, not lose hope? Like practical things. Practical things. The most practical thing for me that jumps right to mind was actually giving myself the grace. So any other mom or actually any caregiver of someone that Mm. has, you know, extenuating needs, um, any special needs, um, to discipline myself to like get up and spend the first 20 minutes. Mm. I'm not trying to speak against that, but, um, our situation, it was, it was constant. We were always on, we were up at different times of the night. And so for me, it was the grace for, to myself to say, okay, I can't set that time aside. I would literally keep my journal and my Bible on the kitchen counter And whenever the Lord would speak, it was really this expectation of, okay, Lord, I want to know you. I know you're speaking. And so as soon as you do, I'm going to write it down. Mm. Whatever you say, I'm going to connect with you. Um, Our pastor at the time, really, he spoke one message and he used the phrase, this constant communion Mm, with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit and realizing that it wasn't a specific time of the day or a specific place I had to go, but Mm. it was this constant communion with the Lord that I was being invited into and really everything else in life, not everything, but a lot of things maybe that I would have chosen had it not been for our situation. You know, they were, they were naturally, they were removed. They weren't even options. And so that's how I, I came to that point. But you had to let go of that condemnation that like, 
oh, get up and give the first 20 minutes. Absolutely. Or if you're not reading through the Bible in a year, or if you're, yep. you know, a lot of our listeners like will, will come yeah. to us and ask, you know, how do I get close to God? Well, listen, there's no right and wrong in this. Truly. We, we, <laughs> he, he wants you to be you. So, yeah. you know, people always say, like, say me, I'm a really energetic person. Well, that's what I'm going to look like when I'm talking to God. That's what I'm going to look like when I'm worshiping God. But that's mm-hmm. me. If it wasn't me, I wouldn't do that. It would be an act or a show. Mm-hmm. And if, if your situation right now that, and, if it's a God assignment, I mean, your time with your child, that was a God assignment Absolutely. of anybody then. God is going to understand if you're not going through 45-minute devotional every night, you know, and if your your prayer that day is like, God, you saw that this day already started in confusion and panic. Yeah. Some days start like that, yep. especially, you know, watching you guys live through that situation, but saying like, my heart is still yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he is so much more concerned about our heart, the state of our heart and listeners. There's no condemnation. There's no, nope. you know, you can't look at the people on Sundays. That's us. We're some of the people on Sundays and we'll be the first ones to tell you, you know, I, I get up. I do try to set my alarm. I'm a morning person, but there's a lot of days I'm going, I don't remember what just happened. You know, I was waking up or there's a lot of days where God speaks to me somewhere randomly. Mm -hmm. And it's more just about talking, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more just about, about doing that. Um, in the wilderness, do you think Rachel, it's about almost the point where you give up trying to get out of the wilderness and in some ways accepting and saying like, okay, like this is my season because I truly believe there's things for us to learn in the wilderness. Right. So does it not then stand to reason that we can't be saying like, God, get me out of this absolutely. because it's a season appointed to learn something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Mark Batterson actually has this quote and he talks about that every divine appointment is preceded by a season of preparation Ooh. because God, and I'm, I'm probably not saying it word for word, but God does not set us up to fail. Mm. And so if we don't submit to that preparation, like, I mean, he's not going to bring that about. Why? Because he's, because he's not going to set us up to fail. And so when we actually finally submit to that season of preparation, which I will say synonymously with the wilderness, because Mm. he's preparing us for something. Mm. Um, John Brevere talks about it as he's preparing us for another move of the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, another move of the Holy spirit, um, and whatever that looks like. But, um, if we don't submit to that, right. I mean, then he's, then he doesn't. Why? Because he doesn't set us up for, to fail, which brings yeah. us back around to the fact that in his nature, he, he is, is good. good. <laughs> he is good. Yes. And so he cannot, and he will not set us up to fail. And he is after our heart. And so in that realizing, which wasn't a like self-focused like thing or whatever, but he was after my heart and all of it. Mm. Um, and growing these places inside of me, yes. you know, that I needed to yeah. grow and turn over to him. And yeah, yeah. because there's, you know, I think, a lot of times the reason we despise the wilderness mm-hmm. instead of embracing it is because we're stuck on our, you know, our own thoughts of what mm-hmm. life could have been. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in your shoes, Lord, I, I expected my child to be expected. born perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is when I thought he'd be walking and this is this, you know, right. or, or, or whatever it is for you, Lord, I expected to be married by now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Lord, my spouse passed away. That was not in the plan. <laughs> you know, Lord, I'm sick in my body. This is not what I wanted, you know? And so, that's our focus. Yeah. And God's going, if if you'll submit, not to pain, but if you'll submit to me, mm-hmm. I will take this and not make it a season you have to despise, yeah. but make it something you can grow and learn 
from, I mean, I, I know you could without a doubt tell us that the learning that happened in that, the experiences that it's not, it's, there's pain. Yes. But it's not something you despise on this side of it. No, absolutely not. Um, there are so many lessons that I carry, I mean, into my everyday now. There is a, a nearness, a closeness, and something I've shared with others. I mean, with anyone who is walking through a painful season or just an unknown season yeah. where they don't have the answers, it's the... Um, it's the what, what is God, what does he have for you, um, which was another big, um, kind of a big lesson was this whole idea of, of time. So mm. in the whole session, I talked about three different locations. We talked about the valley and the mm. mountain and mm. the desert, um, and specifically the mountain, the whole idea of like climbing the mountain and like the patience that wow. we have to have to sometimes climb those mountains um, was the idea of of Kronos time and Kairos time. Oh yeah. Because Kronos time, which is, is chronological, like chronological and it literally asks, what time is it? Yeah. Kairos asked Kairos time, which is appointed time, mm. the opportune time that God has literally asks, what is this time for? That's good. And so any wilderness season, if we are able to get out of kind of this, I'm this human mindset of chronological time and put ourselves into, you know, and submit to the Lord and say, okay, but what is this time for? Which is his chronos time. I I love that. This is huge guys. If we can Kairos time. No, if you, I mean, if we can grasp this, this is a big deal. I think we don't have to despise our lives. We can thrive. We can, mm-hmm. you know, go forward even in the painful parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, friend, we are not trying to say the things we have walked through are not painful. Um, yeah. It is, there's pain and there's a mourning that the soul, it, it's soul deep. And we, you know, in our lives as friends, we've walked through some of those things together, mm-hmm. but there doesn't have to be, it's not a waste, it's not something Absolutely. that's wasted in God's economy because if we are if we are looking through, you know, time in that way, then we say, okay, this isn't I wasted these years. Right. 10 years, you know, with your son right. saying this was 10 years. No. 10 years of divine assignment. Yep. 10 years of God's time saying what am I doing in that yeah. plan, friends? That is huge if we can grasp that. Yeah. You know, we don't know what you're facing listening to this today. You know, we don't know what you're going through. But we know sure as we can that in your life, there will be some form of wilderness at some point, especially when you're trying to be uh, your best and doing good things. But we're here to offer, you know, that hope that there is a way um, to not only get through it faster or just get through it, but to embrace it. To embrace it. And to say, hey, God, what are you trying to say? So so what do you say today, Rachel, to the people who are saying, that's me today? Mm. I am in the wilderness. Like mm-hmm. what would be the top thing you would say to them? Mm. The top thing of the wilderness. I think to realize that his presence, I mean, in the wilderness, his presence is, again, not a physical place, but his presence is, I'm a carrier of his presence. Mm -hmm. And so, and at any moment I can be aware of him. Um, The wilderness is about realizing that, you know, we, as Paul said, like, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection, but then it's also, but like, but also in his sufferings. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. that is, that's such a, I, I, I think of the, what is the, the song? Um, 
that sorrow and joy flow mingled down and to, to embrace the mingling of, I, I'm singing out and I'm again, for me, worshiping was such a, I do want to say that like that worshiping was such a key, like a key part of my wilderness. And the only reason why I was able to not Mm. honestly slip into that and that complete state of a really depression yeah. and you know there's no meeting in this um but worship again shifts our focus onto him yes and there's something special about our worship this side of heaven yes. when we get to heaven sorrow and joy won't flow mingled down it'll just be joy Amen. and so this sacrifice of praise and i'll say that phrase um if you again churchy phrase but the sacrifice of our praise though it's mm. only this side of heaven that we get to bring hmm. That sacrifice of praise, because sometimes it's really hard to say, okay, God, I, yes, here I am and Mm. I'm worshiping you and I'm giving you worth and all of it because life is hard and I'm, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So I think, uh. I think we can all take something from that. Me just sitting here thinking about that, the sacrifice of praise and how, yeah, some days it feels that way, doesn't it? And yet... He is good, mm-hmm. and yet we will praise mm-hmm. Him. And I think when He knows He has our hearts, it shifts everything, and and our perspective shifts. Friend, if you're listening today and uh, you want to talk more about this, you want to unpack this more, please reach out. We would love to talk to you, and we want mm-hmm. you to know you're not alone in this wilderness. So many have tasted and seen what you're going through now, even if it's not exact, like Rachel said. Just to know, hey, I'm in that wilderness season. We'd love to pray with you, and know in our hearts that we are praying for you as you listen to this, even now. Rachel, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Will you come back and do an exclusive cat podcast with me? <laughs> I mean, if I must. Would Elvis <laughs> be on the podcast? We could bring him. The room might not be the same after him. <laughs> He's a bit of a wild thing. But. We, needed, we needed this levity after this heavy topic. <laughs> thank you for being here. And friends, we'll be right back with a known podcast. Welcome back, friends. It's time for the part of our show we call Know It. That is something going on this week we think you should know about. And listen, don't be mad at me if a lot of these wind up being food wrecks. Your girl likes a tasty morsel. Um, this week, it's Starbucks' new holiday drink. That's right, the iced sugar cookie almond milk latte. Now listen, this is not incredibly sweet. I do not like crazy sweet coffee. In fact, I even half the amount of pumps of like the sugar cookie syrup, but this is great, particularly if you like the taste of almond milk um, and want a not so sweet drink that's lower on calories, but it's got little Christmas sprinkles on the top. I mean, come on, that's joy in a cup. Check it out this week and know it. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of our podcast. Hey, you can help us out. Tell your friends to listen, subscribe, and like our podcast. Leave us a review. It's our way we can get the word out there and help this message go even further. Always remember that you are known and loved by God and others, and we'll see you next week.